From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, training doctors in major general hospitals in the capital region plan to walk off the job early Tuesday in protest of the government's planned medical school admissions quota hike. Foreign ministers of the Group of Seven Countries and the High Representative of the European Union issue a joint statement condemning North Korea's arms transfers to Russia. And deepfake contests are on the rise with around 50 days left until the April 10th general elections. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Che. Tensions are rising as trainee doctors at major general hospitals in the capital region plan to walk off the job early Tuesday after submitting their letters of resignation en masse on Monday in protest of the government's planned hike in the medical school admissions quota. Yun So-young reports. Trainee doctors at the so-called Big Five General Hospitals in Seoul planned to stop working Tuesday morning after handing in their resignations on Monday in protest of the government's planned expansion of the number of students admitted to medical schools. Trainee doctors in pediatrics and several other departments at Severance Hospital have decided to immediately leave after tendering their resignations on Monday. Severance Hospital has halved the scheduled number of surgeries this week to adjust to the latest move. Other Big Five hospitals, including Samsung Medical Center and Seoul St. Mary's Hospital, have also begun notifying patients of surgery schedule adjustments. According to the health ministry, 715 trainee doctors at 23 hospitals have submitted resignation letters as of 6 p.m. Friday, none of which have been accepted thus far. The government has ordered trainee doctors at 221 hospitals nationwide to maintain their posts while cooperating with fire authorities to continue providing emergency medical services. The military will open public access to emergency rooms at 12 military hospitals, including the Armed Forces Capital Hospital, to facilitate patient consultations in the absence of doctors at civilian hospitals. Medical students are also joining the protest, with the Korean Medical Student Association earlier announcing that students at 40 medical schools plan to take a collective leave of absence starting Tuesday. This has prompted the Education Ministry to convene an emergency meeting with university students at the 40 schools in question calling for guarantees of students' right to learn and academic management in accordance with regulations. Yun Soo-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. Prime Minister Han Duk-soo said on Monday that the government will activate the emergency operation system of public medical institutions and fully allow the use of telemedicine services in the event of collective action by doctors. The Prime Minister made the remarks at the beginning of a meeting of related ministers to discuss the response to doctors' collective action, stressing the need to minimize inconveniences to the public if there is a vacuum in the healthcare system. Han said the government will operate the emergency rooms of 409 state-designated medical institutions around the clock to ensure that there are no disruptions to emergency services. He also mentioned that the government will prioritize surgical procedures for emergency and critically ill patients and establish a system to provide services for essential medicine, adding the government were prepared to mobilize public health doctors and military doctors if the situation worsens. You are now listening to the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul, Korea. 
Foreign ministers of the group of seven countries, as well as the high representative of the European Union, issued a statement condemning North Korea's arms transfer to Russia, calling it a direct violation of relevant United Nations Security Council resolutions. In the statement issued on Saturday, after their meeting on the sidelines of the Munich Security Conference in Germany, the foreign ministers expressed deep concern about the potential for any transfer of nuclear or ballistic missile-related technology to North Korea or any Russian transfers to North Korea of conventional weapons or other dual-use items which would further threaten peace and stability across the world. The G7 foreign ministers also expressed their outrage at the death of Alexei Navalny, Russian President Vladimir Putin's most formidable domestic opponent, calling on Russia to fully clarify the circumstances of the death. The top diplomats reaffirmed their unwavering resolve to continue to support Ukraine, urging Russia to stop its war of aggression against Ukraine. U.S. Special Envoy for North Korean Human Rights Julie Turner said, Now is the time to help North Korean people get the information they want, adding that free access to information for people in the reclusive state is important. In a congratulatory speech at the first Seoul Freedom Forum hosted by One Korea Network and the Korea-U.S. Alliance Foundation USA on Monday in Seoul, Turner noted that the United Nations report on human rights in North Korea was published 10 years ago, but the right situation in North Korea is still the worst in the world. She emphasized that the report's recommendation must be implemented, especially urging all UN member states, including China, to adhere to the principle of non-refoulement. The envoy stressed that Washington will continue to pressure Pyongyang to respect the rights of its citizens, urging its leader Kim Jong-un and his government to allow its citizens freedom of movement, freedom of expression, assembly, association, and religion. Legally banned deepfake contents are on the rise with around 50 days left until the April 10 general elections. According to the National Election Commission on Monday, there have been 129 deepfake contents targeting voters in violation of the public election law between January 29th and February 16th. The NEC said most of the contents have been deleted, while measures are being taken for others. AI-based fabricated contents or images have emerged as a major potential threat to democracy. This includes a deepfake video of President Yoon Sung-yeol expressing support for a ruling party candidate ahead of the 2022 local elections, disseminated through social media. In response, the National Assembly passed a revision bill last December prohibiting campaign use of deepfake technology starting 90 days before any election. The ban took effect on January 29th, one month after legal proclamation. The new Reform Party has decided to have party co-leader Lee Jun-suk and co-policy chiefs consult on and exercise authority over the party's campaigns and policies out of the April 10th general elections. According to Chief Party Spokesperson Hao Nao on Monday, the decision reached during a Supreme Council meeting was made to guarantee speed and innovation. The other party co-leader Lee Nagyon and Supreme Council member Kim Jong-min walked out in protest, with Kim telling reporters that granting election and policymaking authority to one individual is not possible under a Democratic Party. Hall said a committee will be established to review party membership eligibility in a bid to distinguish the party's identity in apparent response to internal discord over the membership of former minor Justice Party representative Pebok Chu. The remaining three council members, Flo leader Yang Yangja, Representative Chu Chun, and former lawmaker Kim Tesup, reportedly supported the decision. President Yoon Sang-yeol held a meeting with Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos and actor Lee Jong-jae of the mega-hit Netflix series Squid Game on Saturday. According to presidential spokesperson Kim Soo-kyung on Sunday, Yoon invited Sarandos and Lee to the presidential residence for lunch. 
At the meeting, Yoon reportedly expressed his appreciation to Sarandos for Netflix's investment in Korean content and asked for increased investment in Korea's cultural output. During Yoon's state visit to the United States last April, Sarandos announced that Netflix will invest $2.5 billion, or $3.3 trillion won, in South Korean content over the next four years. The top office said that Yoon and Sarandos also discussed the development of a bilateral cultural alliance through collaboration between producers of Korean content and U.S.-based global platforms. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index climbed 31.50 points, or 1.19% on Monday, to close at 2,680.26. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose 0.87 points, or 0.1%, to close at 858.47. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 0.21 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,335.21. And that's the news from KBS Pro Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen. You can also catch our news from our website at roll.kbs.co.kr.